Good morning, good morning. We're live, we're being recorded. We're up, we're on our second time of the for this year doing bite-sized conversations with Jenny and Kylie. Good morning, Kylie. How are you going? Great. How are you going? I am doing really well. I have had this is as I said a pre-call, second day of feeling alive post-COVID. Um, I think it will last probably three hours and then I'll be asleep again. But um, yeah, I'm excited to actually have my brain back and let go of the fog. So I'm excited to be here today and have a chat because it's been ages. Oh, it feels like ages since we've chatted. Actually, you're right because we didn't do it last week. Oh, I was like, I was not, I was un incapable of talking last week. I forgot that, but we did it the week before. So here we are back again and it's great to be hanging out with you, Jenny. How is, how's your week been? Ooh, it's been a, I've had actually some challenges this week and I was writing a post about it and then I deleted it because I realized actually in the scheme of things, my challenges aren't outrageous. You know, I've got food in the fridge. I'm, you know, whatever. So I'm just really trying to check myself. <laughs> things are not that bad, but yeah, it definitely has felt quite challenging. Maybe just people challenges. You know, every now and then I just go, Oh, I'm not sure I really like humans. <laughs> I had that conversation with a client yesterday and we had a conversation about, um, you know, when you're engaging. So I was talking about working with some of their clients and we're talking about the fact that there's expectations about how people should be, right? How your clients are going to show up, how you're going to show up. And we're always making sure that we're kind of showing up in the right way. And when people don't kind of come to the table in the same way, we kind of all of a sudden it's like it really jars us to like what, what's going on isn't this what people do how how do you show up like this and it really challenges us because it does kind of err on that kind of whether it's our value set or or just our kind of you know personal personal expectations about how people should kind of be but yeah it's a common conversation this week i think oh definitely and it's amazing how one one person's interaction with you can shape your week and, you know, I've really realized that I let it, I had, I had a really difficult client session earlier in the week and that was on Tuesday and it, I, it really affected me and it's affected my whole week. And then I found there's been other kind of negative things going on, which is the, the thing I always try not to do, which is don't make one bad thing ruin your day, you know, and just pick yourself back up and off you go. But I found it put me into scarcity mindset and I was like, oh, this is hard. This is that. This is that. It's like, oh, come on, Kylie. Pick yourself up, love. So, <laughs> but it was very interesting for me to see how quickly I could go down that, that slippery slope. And it's so interesting because, I mean, we, we both have really strong habits about keeping ourselves motivated, about looking forward, about having an abundant mindset. We have those really strong habits that we build every day. But I think to your point, it's so easy. It only takes one thing to switch out. It only takes, and it shows you how easy it is for, for people to, you know, who are incredibly successful to have one bad day and let it ruin their whole business. And I've seen that happen with clients. I've seen clients come to me and, you know, literally just kind of throw the 
the baby out with the bathwater because they had a bad experience and said, this is what it's going to be like forever and I don't want to do it and they're gone. And it's a really interesting point that we have to remember, particularly in the trying times we're at the moment, where you don't know what's going to happen. There's so much that's not in our control that you kind of can't have that absolute kind of black or white view of, of anything in your business. It has to, you have to live in the gray. You have to live in that kind of, well, it's neither good, it's bad. It's just kind of happening. And I have to ride the wave. <laughs> Dead right. I think that's the best line of the day. Ride the wave. Ride the Stay wave. up on top of it. Yeah. Don't get humbled. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's that kind of idea of feeling like instead of kind of what we all want to do, we want to kind of sink to the bottom and, and you know, put our hands up over our head and hide and be like, I'm just going to sit on the bottom of the and, and hang out and do nothing. Or you can kind of enjoy the ride and be like, you know what, it's it's going to happen. It's an experience. Let's let's remember that the or every every one of those experiences you have push your boundaries, and that's Ooh. a good thing. Like every time you're challenged like that, you're pushing your boundaries. You're changing your view of the world, and that's a great thing. Like having that boundary push and 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 seeing things in a different way and changing your perspective about yourself or your clients or your business. That's where great things happen in your business. That's where new ideas live. That's where innovation lives. And that's where actually kind of the growth of your business live. But we don't like boundaries. We don't like pushing them. We like to stay safe. We like to sit in our little box and be like, this is how the world should be. Stay like this. But it's, yes. it doesn't it's exist. So it's something that we were just talking about before we came on today was it's the tricky things that you grow from. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the difficult clients or the unfortunate situations or things that happen that are really bad they're the things that help you uh, become a better person or a better business owner or a better whatever definitely way more so than the than the lovely things that happen or the clients that say lovely things I just wrote a blog this week um, with my team on continuous improvement we talk about continuous improvement and for most people if you're a project manager or engineer kind of continuous improvement sounds very kind of fancy and but all that is is incremental change Continuous improvement is just making little changes and recognizing. So I look at it's a do, reflect, adapt, and and repeat. You know, that's what we're doing. We're just doing something, reflecting on how well it went and making a change or, or adjusting and then doing it again. And mm -hmm. that's kind of life. We have to go through this kind of process of incremental change. And if we don't learn in that kind of reflection, if we don't take the time to go, why do I feel like crap? Why? How do I check myself? Why is this, why is this triggering me so much? Like, I've had a few of those in the last month is why is this triggering me so much? And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting reflection, but it helps you. It, it, exactly. That's where growth is. Maybe we're all a little on the edge. It's been two years of pandemic now. We're like, come on, but I'll give you a little example. On, on, obviously, Australia Day, and I'm very triggered by that. So I take a stance, I'm working, I can take a public or make my own public holiday or take a day off any other time, but let's, it's business as usual as far as I'm concerned until, you know, they change the day or whatever, whatever. And of course, the minute I look on social media, it's like even my own clients going, happy Australia day. And I'm like, how can you not understand what's actually going on here? So I thought, okay, the best thing I can do is just start sharing some amazing posts from incredible Indigenous businesses. And, you know, da, da, da. I, I did my first um, purchase of some Indigenous artwork that was very, I'm really excited to get that. It was the so artist of the year last year. So, you know, the Indigenous artist of the year too, Bobby. 
What? I never knew that. Wow. Wow. Well, she just blew. I was like a good hour down the rabbit hole of watching her reels and all of that. She's just extraordinary. And um, so I thought, you know, that's what I can do and do something really positive rather than just keep feeling really irritated. But of course, every now and then I check back on through the day and there's more and more posts. And I said to my team, please make sure that with any of our clients that we engage for and all that kind of stuff, we don't post anything about it. We don't respond to any of those comments, et cetera. We just remove ourselves from it entirely. And, um, but even, even last night, a friend who's he's an amazing man put up this little live video that he'd done about, come on, guys, it's been, you know, what was it, 1788? You know, there's a lot of space between now and then. A lot of time's gone by. It's just time to move on, get over it. And he's such a lovely dude. But I just wrote underneath, I was going, dude, I don't think if you spoke to anyone that they would go, there's been enough time now let's just move on from that it's like wow so I'm just astonished over and over and it triggers me so much Jenny and then I think what it is is because I used to be one of those people I was happy to be flying the fat flag I remember going in Bangalore the Lions Club put on a barbecue breakfast on Australia Day probably 15 years ago or something and I was there eating my bacon and egg sani you know, and uh, so I think it's because I, and the same with um, Melbourne Cup, I feel incredibly strongly about that. But 20 years ago, there I was cheering them on. Yeah. So maybe that's the trigger that it's like, if I was, if I took so long to see the light, why is, why are, why are other people taking so long? What do you <laughs> think about that? So I love listening to you talk about it because it's so, it's so, it's such an important conversation though too. For me, I choose to see it. I can't change the day. Like I, I, I know we can all, um, we can all kind of get band together and look to change the day, but we can also change the intention and the meaning of the day. So I choose to see it as rather than celebrating the start of, you know, an invasion and, and, you know, and all, and look at it for what it truly is in terms of historical sense, we actually use it as a day of reflection. We actually use it as a day to say, well, how about on that day, we ask a question to someone that we don't know. So what does it mean to you? And why is it still such a big deal? Like that's a question that a lot of Aboriginal and First Nations people would be more than happy to answer. Why is it important to us to challenge people's thoughts on that day? Because it's, you know, has so many different meanings to people, but I use it as a day of education. I want people to ask me, why does it, why is it, why is it, trigger you why do you do you like it do you not like it what does it mean to you because then it gives me an opportunity to educate and that's what we're missing so if australia day becomes a day of education rather than a public it can be a public holiday but be it a day of education be it a day of sharing knowledge and sharing history and storytelling and coming together then the intention changes but i completely agree with you is this the kind of whole let's fly the australian flag on that day and only talk about the australian flag on that day is insensitive because it shows a lack of understanding about what it means to our entire nation. So like all of the nations that are here, First Nations and non-First Nations people, we're all part of the same history. Like we're all, it is all our joint history. But most people only know the last 200 years. They don't know the 60,000 plus year of history that came before that. So let's change it to a day of education. But yeah, I'm with you. It does the whole kind of waving of the flag and let's fly the Aussie flag. Like, eh. Maybe not. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jenny. As an Indigenous woman, 
what what does that do to I mean I think it's just amazing that you're able to look at it in that different way I think that's glorious it's just a typical thing about you that's so good at just that but as an indigenous woman what's going on for you when you wake up and you know see that going on 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 social media for example I think for me it just shows it, it shows where we're at like let's look at it I mean I can look at it from an emotional sense and say well people are ignorant and people don't want to change but it's actually not about that we haven't we the reality is people know what they know and they and yes they have access to all the information all the information exists out there and people need to want to want to actually lean in and ask the question and find out the information so when I see it I go, well, if that's your lens of the world right now, that's okay. But there's got to be a point in time where as a nation, as all of our nations coming together, we actually ask the question saying, what does it mean? What is it for? And what is this Australia flag versus Aboriginal flag or Indigenous flag or the First Nations flag, whatever you want to call it? Um, what is the distinction? Why is it challenging to us? And start asking those questions. And in fact, the Australia Day Council, if you went to australiaday.com.au this year, they did that. Their, their front page was actually reminding people of the shared history. So when I wake up, I don't, you know, I don't have a barbecue. I don't invite my friends around and be like, hey, let's celebrate this day. Um, having said that, my family for the last five years down in Ballina, there's a Ballina versus Lismore um, Indigenous uh, cricket match that happens every Australia Day and all the families go down and because cricket is such an important part of the Northern Rivers region and there are so many incredible cricket players down there within our community, they actually come together and play cricket and they use that as a way of bringing together communities. So I think use it as a day to bring together, educate and learn and if you're not doing that, actually ask yourself why don't I want to do that what's stopping me in my world from actually going and leaning into that conversation is it that you just don't care that's all right you know each to their own but if you're interested maybe ask a question oh you're so amazing I just think that that was a gold answer Jenny that was gold thank you for sharing <laughs> I'm always intrigued with your stance on things and that one was pure <laughs> Thank you. Sophia has uh, mentioned in one of the comments that she says, life would be very boring without challenges and pushing our boundaries. Yes, Sophia, <laughs> it certainly would. And you're right, if we all thought the same, if we all, you know, yeah, it's important. And it helps us to grow. It so. really does. I mean, look, I would not be here if I decided not to jump out of a plane and go, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to start a thing called a business. I registered my business name sitting in a cafe in Barcelona on a Friday night, eating corn chips and drinking red wine, thought it was a good idea. And then for five years later, here we are. So, you know, sometimes the bit, the best ideas come out of the most unlikely situations, whether it's, you know, so there's no black and white. I think what it comes down to is every situation is an opportunity, as you said at the start, to grow and to learn. You just have to make the choice to do so. Absolutely. I love it. So how about 2022, the year of growing, learning, changing, evolving, et cetera, et cetera, when it comes to how we're seen online, what we need to think about online. So I've got five things I wanted to mention. And one of them is all about diversifying. So what we knew last year, what we did last year, what we did the year before, et cetera, Yes, it's fine to keep going with that, but what else could we think about that we might do also? So <clears throat> I was with a client yesterday. We took a little look at her analytics and the stats and everything, and I was like, Instagram's not really your market. When we have a look at everything, we've given it a red-hot go. 
actually, let's go look at your Pinterest stats. They were completely out of this world and she's done almost nothing on Pinterest. So it's like, yes, let's go for three months and go hard on that. Given, you know, still be on Instagram just for a presence, but really pull back the time and the energy on there and put it into there and see what happens. So coming up with ways of how you can diversify it doesn't mean you've got to keep adding to what you do and overwhelming yourself, but definitely coming up with um, with with something where it makes sense for you to be for a little bit. What about you, Jenny? Is there any way in, that you might think of diversifying in, in yours? I think diversification is a really great way. It's actually the way businesses grow, um, whether it's the way that you, and diversification doesn't have to be, as you said, it's not adding new things. It's actually looking at what you're doing and finding a different way to actually deliver the service. So whether it's pivoting online or a portion of your program online or providing workbooks to people instead of having to do a slide deck every coaching session or providing other other support resources um, to, to you know reduce the FAQs or reduce the times people come to you for questions. So it's finding better ways to work. So for me, um, our program is, we've just rebranded the Business Mastermind to the Ultimate Authority Program, which we're really excited to have our first program in a couple of weeks. And we've even pivoted that program. So we're looking at better ways to deliver that program. What additional resources can we give? What are the questions that we've been asked repeatedly over the last couple of years? How do we package that up so it's easier for our clients and our and our people joining the program to actually access that information? So for us, diversification is actually about finding a more efficient and effective way to share the information. But also for me, because my team is growing this year, I'm actually letting go. So for me, diversification this year is actually about letting go the reins a little bit. So my team actually look at our content and look at the conversations that we have like this, and they're starting to draft content for me in terms of blogs, which then I, I basically rewrite or review because they're using my content as the basis. But actually letting go is my biggest form of diversification this year because recognizing I can't do it all. And so I need to find better ways to work so that we can continue to grow. Good on you, Jenny. That is such a good one. Our team also just grew by an extra member this week, which was very exciting. And, but yes, you're right. So letting go and having those structures in place so that you're not still completely overwhelmed and people know their roles and, you know, but also that if something happens, someone can attend one day that things don't just fall away, that the team will know what happens on this day and, you know, what you need to maybe jump in on. And, exactly. and it's a good one. I love that for uh, I love the idea that you said, though, particularly in the digital marketing space, to look at different ways to use the digital marketing space that works for you. So don't follow the, the model of you have to be everywhere all the time. It's actually be where you need, be where your clients are and, yeah. and share content that they want. And I think that's a really important piece for, diversica for diversification for this year and really focusing on your business this year is use it wisely. Like use the tools and the resources that's best for your business don't just follow someone else's path because you kind of want to look like them and be like them. You need to be yourself. Dead right. Authentic. That's right. I love it. So my next uh, one for today is all for 2022. So what did I say? 2022's focus. It's not the first time I've done that, actually. So <laughs> focus is all about, and we, we touched on it briefly last time, which was optimizing for voice search. So that's quite a new one for a lot of people. And it's, I was talking about at the end of last year, I've put a lot of thought into it since then and realized, luckily, when I go through my website, for example, and look at keywords and look at the language and all that kind of stuff, luckily, because of the way I write, because it's, 
you know, it's one of my greatest loves is writing. I write in a particular way that actually works really well in voice search. But for a lot of people, particularly technical businesses and product related um, descriptions and things, it's not particularly going to be quite right for voice search. So in voice search has been growing in popularity. So over 55% of households will have smart speakers in quarter one of this year. So you need to, everybody needs to be thinking about getting their, their um, website ready for voice search. So for example, my husband says, hey Google, uh, what's the weather, to, what's the weather right now, you know, here in Bangalore and boom, out it comes. Or hey Google, um, what's the price of da 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 da. And you know, that's it's just a very, you know, especially with him um, being quadriplegic, hey Google is his best friend. It's amazing. It gives him all the things that he needs yeah. to know. So we all need to think about that. And you mentioned the other time that about your car, being able to tell you what you need and where to go and all of that. So coming up with looking at your website and slightly altering your keyword list and, and how you're putting those out there so that your voice search keyword should sound more like what someone would type, uh, or sorry, what someone might say rather than what they would type. So, uh, yeah, everybody. It's so important. It's such an essential thing that <laughs> I do it all the time. I've even, even my, my partner, I finally got him doing, hey, uh, you know, talking to Siri, um, which he's resisted for the, since Siri was born. Um, <laughs> but he's even starting to actually recognize that how, how valuable Siri is, particularly in the car. Or if you just don't want to have to kind of go through the Google search, Siri will find what you need to find. Or, mm. you know, or, um, so I think it's voice search is such an important piece um, in business because we don't we don't Google in a technical way like you're not writing things down like a technical diagram you're you're, you're putting and I did this last week what is a xyz or how do I find this or we were doing it coming out of COVID I've had COVID and my partner still has COVID can I leave the house that's what we that's what we're writing into Google because they're very specific questions and so when we we need to make sure that um that that's what that's what our website's responding to. So I love that. We've actually even started doing that ourselves in our business. Cool. So for example, up until now, we would type into Google best cat food 2022. But now what we need to think about is that people will speak and say, where can I buy cat food? So there's just a slight alteration in is it some, are we getting ready for the, you know, the voice search or are we still looking for how people type it in? And of course, we've got to do both. You know, there's still both of those things coming on. So that's a really, really important one. I love that one. The next one, one is uh, hosting more live events. But I need to really quickly say that's not in-person events necessarily. That's about going live. Like you and I right now, as an example, we're hosting a live event. Um, like going on a Facebook live, on an Instagram live, whether it's any kind of live opportunity because people really want to connect with you also there's mistakes there's stumbles there's stutters there's all the things so like you said before about being authentic and being real that's a really really wonderful opportunity to do that so um that's a big one for me what's happening well i know you're actually holding a live live event coming up really soon with your retreat um but yeah how do you feel about getting out there and getting live jenny um well, we've actually had the same, we had the same realization. We're running our first live webinar at the end of February for this year. And we're going to be doing that every month now. So we're going to have a monthly webinar where it will be, and we're still deciding whether it's going to be like a formally structured conversation uh, or well, whether it will be just a kind of 
let's jump on live on a webinar for 45 minutes and talk about a topic with it with somewhat unscripted almost um so we we also recognize that kind of connection because people want to have that q a people want to ask questions and really engage so i'm so i'm a fan of particularly the zoom based uh live events because that's the world we're living in um yes we're having our three-day retreat here in um in february um and then we will run our next one in may um you know touch wood and with the world as it is but we're also mindful that it's a small retreat there's only five people it's not a big event it's not designed to get 20 or 30 people to it and so that's where zoom and, and, and online events i think is so important because we still want that connection Mm. And for yourself personally, if you've signed up to a webinar or signed up to a something and you can't attend it live, do you always go and watch the recording? Never. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I really try. I really try to, and I and I have every intention of doing so. But when when we're so busy, when I'm so busy at the moment, taking that extra hour or two hours when, once the recording comes through to go back and look at it, I really struggle with it, to be honest. So if I can catch at least half of it live and something's kind of um, has kind of sparked my interest, then I may watch the bit that I missed, but I really struggle to actually watch it on replay. And, and I'm, and I, because I know that I don't like that. I don't expect people to, I give them the option. But I don't expect people to do that um, because it is challenging. It's hard to, you know, have to then carve out an extra 90 minutes at another time. And you, it feels so different too when you're not watching it live. You, you know, you're not in the chat, for example, and all that. So definitely, you don't get this kind of banter. Like you, you yeah. hear the banter and you observe the banter as a spectator, but you don't feel part of the conversation. I find when I'm watching it live. I mean, I have the same conversation when I'm watching Evergreen webinars, and I know, you know, and I'll, I'll dial in to watch a particularly Evergreen webinar for. Um, for a particular coach that I like or a program that I'm interested in and I'll see essentially their sales pitch and I'll watch that knowing it's in, entirely pre-recorded and then the chat's kind of a pre-recorded chat from something else and I'm watching it and it does I feel a disconnection to it I don't feel like it's actually directed at me I know it's just there as an information cell almost like an infomercial um, whereas if when I watch them live and even a sales a pitch event when I watch it live it does excite me. It does engage with me because I can ask the questions. Mm. So I've actually got a bit of a bugbear with those things. So for example, I see a Facebook or an Instagram ad for something and I think, yes, actually I do want to sign up for that free training. I know it's going to be, you know, that it's going to be a sales pitch, but also now I need a little bit of whatever that there is they're offering. And then of course, up come the dates and the, or, uh, the times, it's all for always that exact day one in a couple of hours, one in a couple more, one in a couple more. So what if I want to go for the Friday one? I know it's pre-recorded. Why can't they just give me a week's worth of dates? Because I'm actually not available on that day. And then that's it. I close it down and I just hope that that retargeting is going to get me again on another day. But what a shame. They haven't got my email address. They're not able to then get personal with me or anything. I'm like, I don't think that's necessarily working that that particular strategy so yeah there, is, all there are a couple of different ways i've seen ones that offer them like three weeks in advance and they do that kind of you have it immediately or there's three weeks away but i agree with you when it's trying when they're doing it to try and get that week that sell that week and want to close yeah. that week um i actually i will almost often don't even bother doing it like you do because it's like this is not what i want today it's just frustrating me frustrating <laughs> So what's your next great tip for this year? Is prioritizing personalization. So, and that was one of my discussions with the, or difficult discussions with a client the other day is that she said, 
Nobody wants to know who owns this business. Nobody wants to know what my children do or what's behind the scenes and whatever. And no matter what I said, she, and she was comparing herself to some of her competitors, um, you know, which are really, really massive and everything. And I was like, okay, I don't think that you need to put out photos of your kids all the time or anything like that. But we need to know what I personally need to know, what, what went on behind the scenes for this product to have eventuated. I need to know why you have designed it in this particular way or why you're the expert in that field and why I want to work with you. So I, you know, you know, I work a lot with let's, how can we get visible? In fact, my workshop in seven minutes is called Let's Get Visible. Um, and so the reality is it may not be about you personally, but then it needs to be about your brand and how we get that out there, et cetera. So prioritizing personalization is a big one. What do you think about that, Jenny? Oh, I think that's, I think it's so important. It's, and, and we talk a lot about this in, you know, offline, particularly around that, uh, not following your own version of, of who you are and not trying to copy someone else. When you see businesses who are literally doing carbon copies of their coach or somebody else, you can see that it's not them and you kind of, it feels ingenuine and you know that they're pitching it at, at a level that really doesn't even connect with themselves. So I think when you're actually personalizing it for your clients or for yourself and sharing enough so I can build trust, um, yeah. it's so essential because if without it, I don't have trust. It just becomes a, a productization of your business rather than a rather than a, a, an opportunity to build trust. And it's really interesting, isn't it? Whether it's a product or a service base, because let's use a product, for example, you've designed a product, it's amazing. It's using this technology. It's going to create this better solution for you. You know, it's helping you in this way, whatever, whatever. Then of course, Kmart copies it and it's done, you know, mass produced. It's not necessarily not only just not ethically produced, but also often it will be very much cheaper versions of the materials used for it, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to be, as the brand of that original one, explaining, showing why actually this product is so amazing, not by saying, and that one over there is so crap, but by actually by, by proving that you need to have this, this, and this to make that actually work in the way that it's supposed to. For example, or with the service space, there's lots of people that do what you and I do, Jenny. So why do they choose us to work with? So if we if they didn't even know we were there, how are they going to choose us? So personalizing what we're putting out there, sharing a bit about ourselves, you know, you and I both are not into the endless selfies and the endless lives and all of that, but sharing our expertise, sharing experiences, et cetera, really is so important. So a hundred percent agree with you. Like I think that's I think that is from from the ones that you shared at the moment, that to me is really needs to be at the top because making it personal and making it about you and your clients is really what's going to set you apart in the long term. Totally. So now more than ever ever for 2022, people want to know why they need to choose that, what's different about that, et cetera. So the only way you can do that is by is by getting personal. So definitely prioritizing personalization is a big one. And then my final one is social proof. And, you know, we talk about this a lot. So asking for reviews, whether it's actually, I've got a number of clients I've asked for video reviews and it hasn't really quite happened yet, but that's going to be my priority this year is making sure of asking for people to share their experiences. So it could just be little wee written testimonials. It could be, you know, when you're doing a presentation and people leave their aha moment in the chat and you can grab that and use it. You don't have to put their name on it, but it's a great way of sharing what people are thinking about having that experience with you or using that product, et cetera. But 
do people leave a review unless you ask for it? Sometimes, but other times not. So yeah, social proof is really, really important. What are you doing around that one, Jenny? Uh, we've actually just done our Google review um, little email to our clients, actually. In fact, I'm pretty sure Macy and Kelsey, who are who are listening today, are, are waiting for my edits on it. Um, so we're actually doing that this year because we really want to invite people to to give us their uh, their feedback, but also it helps us grow. Um, good or bad feedback, the review, even if the review is like, I really liked it, but I'm okay with that because it means that I can respond to that but and say, well, that's great. Thank you for that feedback. That helps me grow as a coach and as a business. So I actually had a client, I just finished doing some work for them and they actually said, is it okay if I give you a testimonial? And I was like, yes, please. So, you know, please, yes, come along and do that. And getting tagged, I think it's a really important piece and we're definitely focusing on it more this year, particularly because we're talking six-month coaching programs. We're talking long-term coaching programs as well, is, is the main programs that we're offering with the Ultimate Authority. And so we need Need people to understand what that change looks like over time and the Ooh. only way they're going to do it is going back to the people who've been through the programs and saying hey what was what was good for you what worked for you and how might this help someone else you're a hundred percent right and that's whether it's service-based or a product-based yeah. it's not often that i would buy something particularly of a higher value without doing a little research first so what other people say about you or your product is really, really important and powerful because people believe what they're writing or reading, or sorry, what they're reading and hearing about more than what they're going to believe about what you or I say about um, about our own self or product or yeah. offering. So that's a super important one is social proof. So think of all the ways that you can do it, but definitely, definitely go out today and leave a review for somebody, leave a testimonial for someone, send them something because if we're going to be asking for them, we need to get in the habit of writing them ourselves. Definitely agree with that one. So it's that reciprocation thing. It doesn't have to be, I'll review if you review me, but it's actually sharing the love. And so that energy flows around with everyone else. Yes, absolutely. And I was talking with a client the other day and saying, how about you offer a little gift? So it could be $10 off your next purchase. Or, you know, if it's if you're coaching, it could be um, maybe an extra half hour with me to talk on a different strategy you hadn't looked at before on another time or who knows what it is but offering a little incentive is not a not Our a bad cleaner idea. does that our cleaner actually does it if you give them a facebook review they give you five percent off that invoice so with they'll, they'll raise the invoice for you but say if you give me a review they'll actually reissue the invoice with five percent less so they actually incentivize you not only to pay your invoice on time but also to review you before you actually pay the invoice so it actually allows them to actually build that over time that's every time they come so they're getting that's that continuous super cool, Jenny. really clever so that was very clever very good oh well i've really enjoyed that chatting with you that's just five things that we can look at our going forward there'll obviously be more and we can chat about those over the coming months but um those are my top ones and i've realized the time so i best jump off i i start my workshop in one minute <laughs> And such an amazing workshop. And if you don't know about Carly's workshops, you need to get onto hellomedia.team and have a look at the workshops that you're running because they're amazing. Just uh, bite size, like these kind of conversations to help people actually build your skills in, in all areas of the business. And you're doing superpower statements today, which is one of my favorites. So it's going to be a great session. And it's how we can then going to reuse it. So use it as our Instagram bio, for example, and then Love. make it evolve into an about us page, etc. So, yes, excited well, about we'll that. see you next Friday um, for bite size and uh, bite size conversations next Friday, um, and we will hopefully see other people come and join us on Zoom or on Facebook. Or oh, or we've, got, we've got a special offer, haven't we, Jenny? We do. 
So if anyone would like to come and join us on the Zoom call, I know you can watch it on Facebook and you're probably watching this on one of our, one of our channels or on socials. But if you do come and join the Zoom, we're actually going to finish every bite size with 15 minutes of Q&A. So essentially a little mini coaching session and it won't be recorded. It won't be live. It's a private session. So anyone who does come and join us on the Zoom and register for the Zoom and watch us in that way, will actually get that extra 15 minutes of Q&A um, after we do the bite size every Friday because we want to find a way to give back and answer some of the questions that we know we get offline after the session so you in effect get two coaches for 15 minutes for free 15 minutes Penny and Kylie and uh yeah so I'm really excited that that's our new offering this year so that would generally be happening between 9 45 and 10 so um yeah so we'll turn the cameras off we turn the um we you know turn the live off stop the recording and then get into it so make sure you join us on zoom Definitely. It's definitely worth it because you can ask, ask us anything to do with your business, to do with social, anything that we can help you with. If we can, we will do so or we'll point you in the direction of the resources that you may need. Magic. We'd love to see you. Have an amazing week. You better jump off and jump onto your next call. Have a great day. Thanks everyone for watching and we hope to see you next week. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Bye team. Now. See you soon. Bye everyone.